With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For little creatures, all creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. Hello everyone, welcome to the warm-up for another week. My name's Matt Wallen here with Cam Mooney. All thanks to Little Creatures, all creatures welcome. Plenty coming up on today's show. Big weekend of footy still to come as well on this Saturday morning as I welcome in the big hairy cat. Cam Mooney, Moons, Hello, you, mate? Excellent, thank you. Been an excellent week of sport, particularly the AFL. I love Tassie coming in. I really do. I think it's a good thing. We'll get to that in just a moment because I think uh, in terms of... I didn't realise it was going to be so far away, but it's great that it's coming in, that is for sure. Coming up on today's show, we'll take a look at the rest of round eight. Big clash this afternoon between the Cats and the Crows at Canadian Park and Josh Jenkins is going to join us. Well, it is the Josh Jenkins Cup, so we'll ask him a little bit about that. And uh, he's been at the Bull this weekend, the Warrnambool Races, the May Carnival. It is sensational. Now, you've just come back from the bull. I have. I'm still How was it? I'm still drying out a little bit, to be perfectly honest. It is unbelievable. First time? First time there. Um, it's it's an interesting carnival. It's, like, uh, are we talking, what kind of numbers are we talking in the crowd? Well, I think day one, there was about 8,000. It sort of builds from there. So I'm not sure on the actual grand annual day. I only really heard the numbers on the Tuesday. So it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's half um, flat. Racing, half steeple, half jumps. It's a bit of everything. Uh, and if you haven't seen the main races or the steeple chases, they go off the track, cross the road, up the hill, back down. They jump about 20 different jumps or steeples. It's uh, 5,000, is it? It's about 5,000 Ks. And there's some... 5,000 Ks. 5 Ks. And it's, uh, it's amazing. So if you haven't been before... Get along. It's fantastic. And people just love it. This is some of the action. Oh, this is some of the stuff that's yelled out. As they charge down to the Tozer Road double. Seriously, how bloody good is the bull? And the best thing about it there, <laughs> the best thing about it, the crowd get behind, they cheer and carry on, and then every night you head along out to the Whalers or the Cali Hotel, have a few beers, get amongst it. If you haven't been, put it on your bucket list to get because it's three days it's of fun, do. but it is painful. It is tough three days to get through. You've had a few beers every day and then into the night. You're probably, you know, having a good good crack. So we'll catch up with mm. Josh Jenkins, who was down there as well uh, during the week to find out how he sort of pulled up from that. We did mention about Tassie, though. What were your thoughts this week when you finally seen it officially announced? Look, there's a few there's a few things. One, I love that footy's in Tassie. They've deserved it. They've needed it. They've wanted it. Uh, but I've always said, though, from an AFL point of view and a standard point of view, unfortunately, we do have too many teams. Yeah. Like... We really have thinned out the, the talent pool because we're, we're, we're not the US. You know, we can't have 30 teams and we haven't got 350 million people to choose from and all of those type of things. We're actually a small country when it comes to population and then you then you dense that down again to, to a sport. So the talent pool is th- has been thinned out, I think, since Gold Coast and the Giants have come in. Yeah. Now, you're bringing in a 19th team, well, guess what? I mean, we need, we need 20. The a- AFL wants 20. So they want an even number. So that means another team again. So unfortunately, from that point of view, we are going to probably thin it out a little bit more. But yep. to have footy actually in Tassie, love it. 
Absolutely love it. I think it'd be great. The stadium's going to be a bit of a sticking point. They've got some funding. How it's going to look, there's been, you know, outcry. We need a roof for it because the conditions may not well, always be great. says you don't want a roof for it. I hear people talk this week about um, Marvel. Oh, it's soulless because it's got a roof. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It is one of the, the greatest stadiums. If you ever played on it, shut up. I'm telling you right now, it's a cracker to play on. Absolute belter. Now, look, it's a concern, though, for Tassie because there's always that thing where they have some night games in the past. And, roof. and North Melbourne, Hawthorne have played at Launceston or, or in Hobart, and it has been very difficult. Now, Hobart's a whole different beast because it, one side's completely a grass hill, so to play in the wet weather or a night that's freezing cold, it does make it very difficult. But it'd be good to see what happens in the next few years, 2028. 20, it's a fair way to wait, but I think they're going to be in a position where they can get some... I guess, a bit of preparation in. The Gold Coast and, and the Giants came in. They had a lot well, of draft Gold Coast had early. a little... They had a good, a decent were, lead in. Yep. The Giants had a quick turnaround. Yeah. As I said, AFL don't want... Uh, they really don't like the uneven numbers as far as teams. So that's why the Giants had to come in straight away. So I'm expecting something to happen at some stage with the 20th team. It'll be interesting. Well, imagine, because the, the chat has been out of potentially another team in Perth, which I, I don't know if that would work. Um, South Australia, Nord was mentioned. But the other option is the team either collapses or merges mm. or, or relocates um, for what we've already got. North Melbourne's name's always thrown yeah. up, of course. But hopefully that won't be the case for North fans. But um, it is great to see that uh, Tassie going to get a side. And, uh, yeah, as I said, 2028 is what they're looking forward to. So... There's been some chat about who's going to be involved, who's going to be the captain, who's going to be the coach, who's going to, you know, is... Um well, as you said, it's still a long way away. And I know Nathan Buckley's name came up about being a coach. I mean, that's still four years away. Yeah. Five years away. Yeah, it's a long um, time. You know, that, and, and I know right now, maybe in five years, Bucks will be ready because uh, I'm lucky enough to work with him at Fox Footy. He's not that interested right now. He's pretty happy with what he's doing. Yep. And he was at Collingwood. Coaching is on the back burner big time. Yeah, and he was at Collingwood for, for quite some time and, of course, off the back of playing and elsewhere. So it's not like um, he's he's necessarily jumping to get back in. But I guess from the, from Tassie's point of view, they want to get it right. The AFL's point of view, I should say. They want to get it right yeah. from the word go because they don't want to be in a position where, you know, for three or four seasons at least, that you know, this team's winning three or four games and it's the Gold Coast all over again or it's the Giants the all over again. Run. So that's, that's a bit of a worry. Well, the Giants did it well. Uh, Gold Coast, not so well, and they still haven't quite, well, haven't lived up to any expectation at the moment, have they? Um, the biggest one is going to be, if you're a footy club, any footy club down the bottom of the ladder right now, get it right now. Get it right. Get your list right for the next few years. Start getting your draft picks. Start getting kids in because once this team comes in, you're going to have zero talent come through your door. So yep. you need to get it right now, otherwise you'll be down the bottom of the ladder for another five years. Uh, plenty coming up on this morning's show. As I said, we're going to catch up with Josh Jenkins ahead of the Cats and the Crows. And, of course, he's doing some great work on SEN track as well at the moment. We've also got Moons' six-pack for little creatures. Going to take a look at some Tassie names. That's very soon. But up next, we'll take a look at the rest of Round 8 in the AFL. This is the warm-up, all thanks to Little Creatures. For little creatures, all creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. Yeah, that's right. You're listening to the warm-up on this Saturday morning. All thanks to Little Creatures. All Creatures, welcome. Josh Jenkins going to join us very soon to go through the big game this afternoon as the Cats host the Adelaide Crows at GMHBA Stadium. Will the Crows 
Find a way to beat the Cats, Moons. It's going to be a, a difficult game for them, but they've shown some form. So uh, we'll get to that game mm-hmm. in just a moment. And your six-pack is coming up as well. Thanks, little creatures. Six names that could be up for suggestion for the Tasmanian Tough somethings. Gig. Tough gig. We've been working through Tough during gig. the ad break, and we're not sure we've nailed it just no. yet. But we'll just copying everyone else at the week. <laughs> uh, Tassie Devils, of course, uh, is, a good, is a good one. Mark that one down. Uh, let's have a look, at, though, at uh, round eight, or the rest of round eight in the AFL. Uh, let's start with Geelong and the Crows. That's the, the big game this afternoon. For you, the Cats, and we've spoken about a number of times, started very slowly, but a lot of you know fans and, and even... I guess experts didn't really have a huge amount of concern thinking that they were coming off a shorter break. They were going to work into the season. But the Crows will be a nice little test this afternoon. Look, they will be. But uh, don't worry. After zipping three, there's a few people saying they were done. Yeah. There's a few lines put through them. But um, look, for more reports, and we'll talk to Josh about it in a little bit, I think they got their training standards a little bit higher and they really started to work a lot harder on the track. Um, which is probably something, even to their own admission, they probably didn't do well enough over the pre-season. But they're starting to get things really together. And sometimes all you need, and and yes, they've beaten uh, some lower teams, particularly early with Hawthorne and West Coast. Sometimes that's what you need. You just need a live kill. Just just get a win, get a nice, easy win, get your confidence up. Everyone gets their hand on the ball. All of a sudden things start to gel. Their fitnesses are starting to – fitness levels are starting to rise a little bit. Tommy Hawkins has easily been, you know, the, the most informed forward in the last few weeks. Um, you know, he's a guy that could barely get a kick in the first three yeah. weeks, and now he's only sitting, what is he, eight goals behind him. Well, the there was chat battle. about potentially just, I guess, dropping him, trying to get some fitness and coming yeah. back in, because well, not, not that he, not he's a drop player. I actually player, wrote in an article, I said, I think he needs to go out and just get three or four, or two or three weeks of work under his belt, because he just looked so far behind it. Yeah. But to his credit and to the club's credit, they knew what they were doing, and all of a sudden, he's, he's the most informed forward in comp. High-scoring game last week against the Bombers, who, again, have been uh, in some okay form leading in um, to that game. So that was going to be a bit of a test for Geelong, but they blew them out of the water in the first quarter, and that ended up being, I guess, the result of the game. Well, I guess you have a look at both teams who came off the um, Anzac Day game. They both started quite sluggish, uh, yep. in particular Essendon, just, then just couldn't get into the game. Well, this is why Collingwood is such a great team. Because even though they started sluggishly and they still came back flying home and just do what Collingwood do. So I think I always thought that they were probably going to get over the top of Essendon on the back of they just had a short turnaround. The earlier game, though, in fact, is the Tigers and the West Coast Eagles. Is this a game? I mean, we know the Tigers are out of form. They've had some injury concerns as well. But this may be a game for them that they can just get a bit of momentum if they can get a hold of the Eagles. Well, playing at the G, so Dimmer will be happy. Hates playing at uh, Eddie Had, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Marvel, I should say. Yeah, the three Ks um, between the two venues. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, look, they have been hit with some injuries as well. I mean, you've got no Lynch up forward. I mean, Lynch is, yeah, you say it, the linchpin up forward. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's, he's a star. Uh, Martin hasn't quite hit some form lately. And, you know, Jack's coming to the end of his career. So it's, it's, it's a forward line that's missing some players and players that aren't in some form at the moment. Um, but, yeah, this is one of those games where you just hope from a Richmond point of view get a win, get some confidence up, and maybe you can start the ball rolling, be a little bit better. But to me, this is um, – you know, I, I struggled to actually have Richmond in my eight at the start of the year. I think I just snuck them in, but I wasn't confident. So 
where they're sitting now is is not a real surprise to me at the minute. We'll talk a bit more about them in our buying and selling in the marketplace a little bit later on, but I reckon they may have thought that they were a chance to do a little bit better this year, in yeah. fact, a lot better. And Koch uh, is another year. one. You know, you've got this superstar captain, one of your greatest leaders, He's just coming to the end. It just happens. The Suns last week got a victory against the Tigers at Marvel, that stadium that uh, Dimmer doesn't like. They take on the Ds this afternoon. That's an interesting game. That is up uh, on the Gold Coast. Um, so looking forward to seeing how they travel. Melbourne look like they're back to some really solid form. They had that Melbourne loss against awesome. the Bombers. But since then... Uh, last week, they were great. So that's an interesting one. But you, we need the Gold Coast to come out and win these type of games or at least put up a very competitive performance because we can't have them winning you know, four or five games again this year. But they're, they're going okay. But I think the Ds will be too strong in that one. Going okay. Um, but look, you don't need them to, to get an honourable loss. You need them to win. Yep. They, they need to win. Look, talking about uh, you know, Tasmania coming in and when the Gold Coast came in and, and what the Giants did when they've come in, Gold Coast still have not fired a shot really, when you have a look at their existence since they've been in the league. Yeah. And they need to just start showing their supporters, showing the league, showing everybody that yeah that they're ready to, to, to go. And we've been waiting too long. So these games are so important for them. Been saying that. I watched Melbourne last week and, you know, they're flying. They yep. really are. And apart from Collingwood, I, I honestly, I talk about Melbourne all the time, about this group, we talk about dynasties or dynasties, however you want to say it, this group is a dynasty. It should be a dynasty. They should win at least two, probably three with this group, premierships. So this year is, you know, they took a little bit of a step back last year. I'm expecting big, big things from this year. Yep. Uh, the other game this afternoon is in Canberra. That's the Giants and the Dogs. The Dogs are an interesting outfit. I think everyone has this feeling about the Western Bulldogs that they are going to be right up there in the mix. And one week they have been quite impressive. Then other weeks they've been a bit off it. But... Um, you know, to take on the Giants, that'll be a test up there. They've had some great battles over the years. Those they have, times. haven't they? Look, they're, they're a roller coaster, the doggies. And you look at them on paper, and I think this is where we all get confused or a little bit frustrated with them because on paper, you look and you go, this is a really good team. And then one week they'll put it together and you go, yep, they're right, they're going. Uh, and then the next week it's just like, what the hell just happened? Um, but in saying that, up there in Canberra, it's going to be cold. I'm actually going for uh, the Giants on this one. Going for an upset on this one. Right. They were a good win last week against the Swans, late by Toby Green, but uh, the Swans obviously haven't been travelled too well either, so that's that game. Tonight is the other one, Fremantle and uh, the Hawks. That's a, a bit of a... Um, Some belters. Oh, it's, it's a bit of a stinker, that one. <laughs> the old Dockers are, have been way off it. We uh, The Hawks, of course, are in a bit of a rebuilding position at the moment, so uh, the Dockers probably should be winning that game against the Hawks tonight. But um, I'm putting the Dockers down as... Just about my most disappointing team this year. I had them actually at the start of the year. You always think about a team that just might sneak into the top four. After what I saw last year, uh, talking with Joel Corey, uh, who's over there coaching now, I actually had these guys sneaking into the top four this year. I just thought there might have been something there, and they've just been so disappointing. Yeah. It's uh, almost the only team that can't move the footy from mm. one end to the other. It's a little bit disappointing. There's some really big games on Sunday. Let's quickly touch on those ones. Port Adelaide hosting the Bombers. This one for the Bombers. So Port have found some real real form, and they're, and they're going quite well. A good win last weekend against St Kilda on the Friday night match. The Bombers, though, uh, they would have been disappointed to, as we said, a sluggish start against the Cats. But they have been showing some signs of some solid football, or at least some consistency, um, so this will be a big test for them to head along to Adelaide on Sunday afternoon. That's the one ten game. But Port, well, 
They could be anything this year. Playing a, a very good brand of football, the Dons. Very, very good. Um, but in saying that, Port Adelaide are, are just in some serious nick at the moment. Uh, Kenny's just got them playing. Ever since that Sydney game, where they just beat Sydney on that last yep, kick of the home. game, they just everything's just seemed to have rolled on for them. And, and again, we talk about confidence. Confidence is the greatest tool that you can have in footy, particularly at AFL. It's just amazing what happens when it, when it pushes through the group into the change rooms, training track, into the gym, all of a sudden just everything starts to click. And that's how I see Port Adelaide at the moment. Everything's just clicking. Uh, big game on Sunday for the Pies, 3.20 at the MCG, taking on the Swans, who, of course, have had some injury, injury concerns, hard to say. But they have been a team, I guess, disappointing this year. They've been on the end of a couple of uh, smackings, uh, one being against the Cats mm. a couple of weeks ago. Collingwood, be happy to be back at home. Uh, they've been Adelaide uh, a couple of times in the last three or four weeks, so they'll be happy to get back onto the MCG. Don't worry, they barely get out of Melbourne, Collingwood. So no, don't, no. don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, um, they'll be too strong, I'd say, against oh. the Swans. But um, And they've got a Scott Penry back into the in the lineup this week, and I think Mason Cox has also been named. So they've been down without a Ruckman for a few weeks now. Well, the most exciting team in the AFL, aren't they, Collingwood? Um, doesn't matter where they are at three-quarter time, you just believe, and they believe, and that's the biggest... That's the biggest thing. That's the most important thing. They believe it doesn't matter where they are that they're a chance. And it takes an opposition. So when they're if, they're, if Collingwood are behind and you're leading it three-quarter time, you've, you've got to keep playing footy. Yeah. You've got to keep attacking. Because too many teams start to try and uh, hold it, save it, and you know Collingwood are going to come. And yep. if they keep doing that, you just give them – you're just inviting them opportunities to keep going. So you've got to attack. So I'm not saying Sydney are going to be in that position because, unfortunately, Sydney are in a – in a bit of a rut at the moment, particularly with their injuries. Yep. And lastly, round out uh, round eight is North Melbourne and St Kilda. The Saints just getting done by power last mm. weekend, so they were hoping to bounce back and uh, keep their top four chances alive. Who thought would be saying that uh, no. uh, this time of year? But uh, North Melbourne, it feels like already it's going to be a very long year for the Kangaroos. Well, I think with North, they got off to that great start. It was fantastic, but you know, reality has hit back into a group that's you know, not going to be playing finals football this year. We know that. Uh, from a Saints point of view, you know, you talk about the surprise pack. It's, you always thought when Rossi went back in there, defensively they're going to obviously be a hell of a lot better. So they weren't going to get blown out of the park. So they're always going to give themselves a chance and they're going to give themselves a chance of playing in finals because they're going to be there roundabouts because they weren't going to lose that many like they have in previous years. But it's their attack that's been the most surprising thing. And yep. it's been exciting to watch. They are relying on their smalls, though, a lot. So, you know, you get King and all these guys coming back soon. Uh, Memories just come back in. Uh, Owens um, is Owen, Owen, sorry, is just medium. So he's more like your third tall. Yeah. So once they get those guys back in, I'd be more confident because you cannot just keep relying on your smalls to keep kicking your winning score. Moons's six pack for little creatures. All creatures welcome. That's all right. All thanks to Little Creatures. All Creatures, welcome. In fact, it's a good little tie-in because we wanted to see what mascot names we could get for the Tasmanian football team coming in in 2028. The Little Creatures could be one of the names for the Tassie or uh, we'll have a look at that. Thanks to Little Creatures. Grab a pizza or any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures for just $25, Little Creatures. All Creatures, welcome. All right, Moons, let's count them down. No particular order. Well, gonna, I'm gonna what go, are our six-pack I'm going to go with no particular order. So I'm going to start with the obvious one. We, we would all like it. It's the Devils. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not, we're, none of us are sure it's going to happen oh, with I, Warner I think Brothers. it will. I think, I think they'll get there. Now, of course, if you don't know, 
Warner Brothers has the naming rights to the um, Taz, right. the Tasmanian Devil, mm-hmm. and so that's been a difficult one. I know Robbo was saying there needs to be some goodwill in the world. Can we work something out? Um, so as it stands, I'm sure it's Warner not, Brothers really care about. I wouldn't uh, imagine. NFL, anyway. I, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, although we have had some uh, Marvel rounds in the past where we've had jumpers and stuff, mm. maybe there's an opportunity to do some Looney Tunes stuff with Tazzy as they come in potentially. But ideally, if I think 90% of people would. Love to have them with the devils. Well, it's, it's just the easy one, isn't it? It's the one that we all know and the one that we all hope would get. But the other thing is you've got to put a mascot to this. Like True. An actual mascot. So that's tough. Because you see a lot of people come up with, someone said the turbo chooks. I don't even know what that is. That well, like apparently bin, there's a there's a, chicken. Is that there's some kind of hens down there that are fast. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I don't think we can go with the turbo chooks, although I don't mind it, but I don't uh, think it's probably... The me. other one is the apples. Now, obviously, the apple aisle down there. Uh, I'm not sure about that one. I'm not sure if I want an apple as a mascot running around. We always nickname the Tazzies the Taswegians. Yeah. Is that a chance? Well, I can't see how it's a mascot, but I like the name. It is a nice name. Could we... I mean, it's obviously... It sounds very Nordic, Norwegian, obviously, so maybe they could be the Tassie Vikings or something like that on the back of that. Well done. That's not too bad. Yeah. Now... We're both soccer fans. Yep. And I love the traditional FC at the end. Can we just call them Tassie FC? Well, we could, but do you I have... I know there's no mascot. How do you have a mascot for FC? Can you I try think, and do something Well, there? you just... Well, just like... Um, I think the Suns just have a, a mascot with just... It's like a guy with a, wearing a suit. I guess similar it? to what the Blues... I mean, although they have the Blue Man or whatever he's called yeah. now with the outfit. So the Suns is just a guy wearing a Suns jumper. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> so maybe, Something along that. Maybe Tassie FC is not the worst idea. So you've got Devils. You've got... There's Islanders thrown around. Tassie I FC. Like it. I Apples. like Islanders. You like Islanders, the Islanders? I like it. Yeah, I like the New York Islanders. On you, is that what they're called? New York Islanders in yes. the NHL? Yes. N- NHL. Uh, so I like the Islanders. I think it's a really good one. Again. And again, how you do an island... But uh, well, again, it doesn't have to be a like-for-like mascot with the name. You can just have a, a mascot that looks human. Yep. With a with the jumper on and yep. go around and high five all the kids. So I don't think the mascot, but I did. I did. I, I like the Islanders as well. If it can't be the Devils for me. It's the Islanders. Yep. All right, there you go. That's Moons' six-pack this week. Not Thanks. sure we actually solved anything there. We didn't, but we got through a few names. So that's the most important thing. Thanks to Little Creatures. Uh, don't forget, get into Little Creatures, grab a pizza or schooner every Wednesday and Thursday for just $25, Little Creatures. All creatures welcome. Stay with us. We've got our marketplace coming up very soon. And Josh Jenkins to join us next on the warm-up. For Little Creatures, all creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. Welcome back. It is the warm-up. Wallow Moons with you all. Thanks to Little Creatures. All Creatures, welcome. Make sure you go and check out those guys in Geelong. Joining us on the line, a man who's been busy this week. A fabulous career for the Crows and the Cats, but he's been down at Warnable. Enjoying himself for On the Punt as well. From SEN Track these days, Josh Jenkins joins us on the line. Josh, welcome, mate. How are you doing? Morning, fellas. Uh, I'm going well. I've had a couple of nights removed from from uh, my first ever Warrnambool trip. So uh, I'm just starting to sort of, uh, just detoxing, starting to feel good as new again. Now, you're doing some stuff to sports bet as well. I believe you had a after party or some sort of function at the Whalers upstairs uh, Wednesday night. So you've had, you've had a big week. That's got messy written all over it. <laughs> uh, no, it was actually a, we did have it. We did end up having a good night, a big night. But um, we put together a bit of a fundraiser for, for Dean Holland and he. And his family, obviously, a, a really tragic time in racing. And uh, he's, you know, he's left his wife Lucy and four young kids, I think. 
they had they had four under four, four at four and under at one mm. stage. So um, we did our best there. We were able to get some catch jumpers and some uh, some games of golf and and rounded up some memorabilia items. And uh, we were able to raise just over seventy grand. So wow. we'll be able to give that that all to the family and help them out. The GoFundMe I think was up over one and a half million. But um, anyone who's got um, young kids knows that. Uh, it sounds like a lot of money, but it doesn't go far when you've got young kids and you've got to raise them on your own. So uh, we're proud to be able to do our bit, but um, certainly once the function was, was done, uh, we let the hair down a bit. Uh, well done, Josh. That's amazing news, mate. Congratulations. Uh, well, tell us about your few days down there. As you said, first time. What are your thoughts? I like it. I like it. It is a it is a bit of a, uh, a cesspool for, for those who love their footy and love their racing and, and just want to talk about it 24-7. Uh, so, I did hear someone up. make a comment because I was down there for a couple of days myself, Tuesday and Wednesday. It's an old man's footy trip. Yeah, it is. It's um, <laughs> School is for grown-ups uh, in a way for uh, uh, for men too. I reckon the, the, the male versus female would be at least 25 to 1. Uh, so it's, uh, it's full of... Full of middle-aged blokes having a good time, getting away from reality, and you know, watching the races, and you rug up because you know that it's going to be uh, Arctic uh, conditions. So yeah, it was fantastic to get down there. I went up on the hill and watched the grand annual, then jumped in the car and and came back and uh, got back to reality. And the kids were waiting for me last night. And, uh, footy's ready to rock and roll as well. So you go down there and you get away from reality, and then you come back and it smacks you in the face. Yeah, don't we love reality? That's what kids do. <laughs> Smack you right in the face with it. Uh, tell us about the footy this weekend, Josh. Obviously, Geelong and Adelaide this afternoon. I mean, playing for the Josh Jenkins Cup, obviously. Uh, tell us about both clubs at the moment. We'll start with Geelong. What are your thoughts there at the moment? Yeah, I think the Cats are just, just sort of warming into the season quite nicely. It was a slow start, both in in, in wins and losses, because dipping three is not ideal. But just some of the guys needed that extra match fitness and preparation and conditioning to get themselves going. and. Tom Hawkins was the was the standout in that sense, and he was the obvious one because he uh, he hadn't really done a preseason. He was coming off that surgery, but there's a few others who just needed a bit of time and a bit of match fitness. And you know, there's a really strong argument, and it was a big, I guess, talking point, wasn't it, in the in the press about you know match practice versus just going away. And when you've got more bodies able to do uh, the full you know the full quarter of training, it allows you to do a lot more and allows the coaches to plan for a lot more and do a lot more match um, simulation type drills. And when you haven't got the full quota, you know, you might be doing four on four in the midfield and, and, and five V four in the forward line. You don't have enough numbers for, for a forward line up the other end. So, you know, often you can, you can be really, you can be really sort of um, uh, compromising your training because you just don't have the bodies out there. But I think that the, the injury list is pretty good now. There's a few guys on there, but there's not heaps. There's, you know, close to 40 guys able to get out there and train. And when you've got sort of 35 to 40, you can do those full maxim drills and you don't rely on the, the old slow guys like me or Aaron Black or some of those guys down at training who have to fill in. Shane O'Brien still has to fill in every now and then. So, um, so I think just having a healthy list, it just allows you to do so much more. And then uh, the byproduct of that is, 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 is form and pressure for spots. And we've seen that as well. It does make a difference. It's always nice to get your first win, and they're rolling at the moment. Uh, win over the, the Bombers last week. The Crows this afternoon probably should have got the chocolates against the Pies last week. Have they been the surprise packet of the year, or do you go into this season, had a bit of confidence in, in what they were doing? Well, I was I was sort of sat back, and you know, I'm, I guess I'm lucky in a sense. I get to do some work from within a footy club and then other work outside the footy club, and 
and, and sort of look at other teams closely. And Adelaide, to me, I heard four or five of their players come out publicly and say, we want to make finals. And I sort of was like, oh, that feels like a, a deliberate message from within the group to tell the world that we feel like we're ready. And I thought, oh, it's sort of, you open yourself up, but they're absolutely ready. Like, they've got more potency than, than most teams ahead of the footy. Rochelle looks like a dead set star around the ball. Rankin, I reckon, has lived up to the hype. I was worried for the young fella living in Adelaide. Could he live up to the hype? But he's been sensational. And, and, and some of their midfielders have been really good as well. Some of the young players are coming along. So I guess from a, even though I'll have a, a role to and be you know invested in, in what the Cats are doing and trying to help the Cats win, I'm sort of you know fascinated to see. feels like a bit of a coming of age game for Adelaide, whether they can come down today and, and, and really put up a put up a strong fight, even pinch the win. I think back to Fremantle coming to Geelong last year mm. and surprising everyone and winning that game. And that really set their season up. They went on to play in the finals and, and win a final. So Adelaide feel, uh, you know, of a similar situation and position this year. So I'm interested to see what they can bring to the table today because we know the Cats are really hard to beat at, 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 at GMHBO Stadium. Well, just speaking of the stadium, I mean, you've been there now long enough to know the dimensions and how it looks. When you're an opposition team, Josh, an opposition player, you're coming down to Geelong, does the ground get brought up? Is it a discussion point of how we want to play? And, and as you know now, if you go too far on one on that moorable side, it's out in the fall every time. Yeah, and I think it definitely, it definitely gets brought up. And sometimes, I think, you know, sometimes we would change our, our training ground when I was an Adelaide player to, to accommodate. Sometimes we'd pretend... It's not a real thing. It's just a normal normal footy ground. And then I think there's a combination of things. I've thought a fair bit about it because I've sort of been on both sides of it. And it's a combination. You know, you, you jump on a plane normally and you, and you fly. Once you land, you're like, oh, you know, short little bus ride and we're at the hotel. But it's almost like the plane ride to, to, to Melbourne is the easy part when you're playing Geelong because then you've got to jump on the on the uh, jump on the Western Ring Road, and then you got to jump on the Princess Freeway, and those travelling up and back on that road at the moment know how terrible that is. So the Crows boys will be stuck in traffic all afternoon. They'll be just sitting on the bus, thinking, "I just want to get to the hotel." And then you, you couple that with the away rooms are absolutely uh, second rate for the away <laughs> team. What, what you normally get to put up with. I used to remember warming up in those away rooms. Country footy standards. <laughs> the coaches can't see the ground because the sun's in their eyes. So uh, when you put it all together, it's a fair old, fair old home ground advantage. And I reckon the, I reckon the cats are, are pretty smart with the way they've set it up because, you know, you only ever play there once a year. So you think, oh, this is no good, but you never do anything about it because you're like, oh, we don't play here for the rest of the year, and everyone just puts up with it. Yeah, come back and go through it all again. Lastly, mate, before we go, I heard a whisper that you could have been at some stage taking on the big moon. Moons uh, in a boxing bout, but you've turned it down. You're running away. Yeah, I'm running scared. I uh, <laughs> I, I play basketball with the great man, and so I've seen him in a singlet lately. And uh, he's got, even though he's got a fair few years on me, he's looking a little bit better than I am. So um, no, I, I did my first week as a crow. I did king of the ring. I, I uh, had a had to do a minute of sparring with um, Big Kurt Tippett and Tex and Ben Rutten and a whole heap of other big boys. And I sort of uh, got it handed to me. So I thought. If I uh, if I'm going to get beaten by those guys uh, behind closed doors, imagine what will happen to me at Margaret Court Arena. So um, I'll let Big Tommy Bell Chambers uh, get in there, and uh, Moons can knock him about.
It's all right, mate. We we actually played basketball together, so we'll just we'll just continue to do that. We're we're, champ- we're coming off a championship, so we'll continue just to, just throw lobs to the big fella and let yep. him put us down. <laughs> Beautiful. Yep. Well, like uh, Josh, thanks very much for joining us, mate. Sen track, you can hear you through the week as well. A uh, big week, of course, at the Bull, which is uh, always a great event. I'm myself looking forward to getting back there for next year. I bet you are too. Um, enjoy the game this afternoon. We'll catch you soon. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Former Crow and Cat Josh Jenkins joining us on the warm-up. All thanks to Little Creatures. We've got our marketplace on the way and some local footy up next. For Little Creatures, all creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. Yeah, welcome back to the warm-up. The marketplace, not too far away. Looking forward to that, what we're buying and selling this week. This is the warm-up, though, all thanks to Little Creatures. All Creatures welcome. And it's time now to get in some, some local footy. Local footy for bloodmotorgroup.com.au Another big weekend of footy in the Geelong region, thanks to bloodmotorgroup.com.au. And joining us from the Geelong Times is Vinny Van Orshot. Vinny, welcome to you, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, going well, thanks, man. How are you? Very good, mate. Uh, look, it's starting, I guess, heat up a little bit. We've had uh, a few games already across, uh, well, mostly four games across uh, the leagues already this season. Another big weekend of footy coming up. Let's start with the, the GFL. Uh, who's your match of the round this week? Bell Park in Newtown looks uh, looks a good one. Yeah, game of the week this week in the GFL is uh, between two unbeaten sides in, like you said, Bell Park and Newtown and Chilwell. They will meet at Hamlin Park, uh, both sides boasting two of the best defences in the competition. So expect a low-scoring affair between the Dragons and, and the Eagles. It should be a cracker. Uh, what else can we look forward to this week in the GFL? Uh, yeah, so round four involves uh, two of the three winless sides in the GFL, Lara and uh, St. Albans having a crack at each other, uh, hoping to get their first wins of the season when they meet tomorrow in St. Albans. Uh, Leopold is hosting the unbeaten St. Joseph's, who had a week off last week and then will be very rested for the line. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, two top five sides and two two heavyweights in the GFL, St. Mary's and Colac, will head to Central Reserve. Colac fighting for a 4-0 and start to the season. Meanwhile, the Saints will be looking for three in a row. Bottom of the ladder, North Shore takes on South Barland, who are looking very impressive under new coach Mark Neal, despite their one-win, two-loss record. And uh, Geelong West and Grovedale will just at Purdue Reserve for a chance to square up their season ledgers and attain their second wins of the season. The BFL this weekend, we have got the Battle of the Bridge, but that's not the game that you have as your top billing this weekend, or is it? Yeah, definitely, mate. I mean, the game of the week objectively and undoubtedly is one of the biggest rivalries in local <laughs> football. Barman Hedge hosting the first of two Battle of the Bridge matchups this weekend. Uh, inviting Ocean Grove over the bridge for what should be an entertaining bout, as it always is. Um, it should be a, an interesting contest, that's for sure. And uh, who else are we looking at this weekend in the BFL? Um, Torquay, they're looking to go six from six after their big win over Bowenheads last week. They head to Newcomb. Uh, Queenscliff and Geelong Ammos clash at the Cooter Bowl as Ammos hopes to continue its hot start to the season with four wins from their first five outings. Mottawari returns home to Mount Moriak Reserve this weekend for the first time this season following some minor drainage issues on the ground's turf, but they will welcome Drysdale to that one. And Anglesey and Port Arlington meet in AFL Barwon's official Love the Game fixture devoted to promoting responsible gambling and reducing young people's exposure to sports betting advertising. So plenty going on in the BFL this weekend. And let's finish with the uh, JDFL this weekend. Uh, there's some actually some, some really good games 
uh, this weekend at Bellpost Hill. We'll take on Bannockburn, um, which is uh, probably the match of the round. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, two, fi- two top five finals candidates there. Definitely uh, two of the highest scoring uh, offensive sides in the league. Uh, Bannockburn and Bellpost Hill always proves to be a cracker and uh, should be a free-flowing four quarters for all the spectators that head down to Myers Reserve for that one. And what else can we look forward to? Werribee Central is actually in Thompson. Looks like another great great game this weekend. Yeah, Werribee Central, uh, the competition standout surprise in 2023. They struggled last year, uh, but they will get to test their medal against an unbeaten Thompson group who's also surprised a lot of pundits in the GDFL. So heading to Galvin Park for that one, Werribee Central is obviously looking to lock up a solid top five spot. Plenty going on in that fixture as well. Um, Inverleigh will hope to bounce back in round five, hosting Anarchy at Inverleigh Reserve. Uh, Belmont and North Geelong clashing at Winter Reserve. Neither side yet to tally their first wins of the season, but that trend for one of those sides will end by the end of the final siren. Uh, East Geelong and Winchelsea, who both won out in their respective fixtures on Sunday, will look to build off those results this weekend at Richmond Oval. And uh, Carrillo, who came away with its first win of the season over Anarchy last weekend, will look to dispose of Geelong West at home. Uh, recent recent seasons which is, suggest that is unlikely, but a 10-goal loss uh, to Thompson in round four for Geelong West could indicate a poor run of form for the Giants. Yeah, that will be an interesting game. Some mouth-warning games across the Geelong region this weekend. And all thanks to Times Footy, get the local results online or receive them in your inbox every Monday morning for free at timesfooty.au. Vinny, enjoy the footy over the weekend. We'll catch you next week. I will do, mate. You too. Have a good one. The Marketplace for Metricon. Homes for every budget. That's right. It's the Marketplace for Metricon. Homes for every budget is where we're buying and selling in the Marketplace this week. And firstly, Moons, before I get to the question about the Tigers... I want to hear this bit of audio from Damien Hardwick during the week when a journo asked him if he had lost the players off the back of another journo saying it. Well, it's up to them to decide. It's their narratives. Like, that's the reality. It's easy to sit there and say those comments when they're sitting behind a desk. Come and say it in my face. Come and say it in my face. Well, no one actually said it. That Never. was the problem. So Rizzling. I think uh, Caro went with, I don't think he's lost the players. Um, how long has he got left at the club? You know, you know, he's been there for 14 years. Um, so uh, that was a bit uh, a bit of a tough one because no one actually said he'd lost the players. So Dim has been actually put out by that one. But Moons, are you buying or selling? The Tigers thought they could win it this year. Are you buying that they thought they could win it or you don't think they could win it? Uh, I'm saying I'm selling. they could not win it for mine. I didn't think they could win it. So. Did they, but do they think they could win it this uh, year with the recruits they went yes, for? Yes, absolutely they thought. They thought coming in, bringing in a couple of midfielders, um, they thought that was going to be a Popper big shot yeah, the shot big for them, didn't they? But losing Lynch, obviously, Martin hasn't come back to you know the Martin that we've been used to. And again, a couple of older guys talk about Cochin, you talk about Jack. Jack's been serviceable, yep. but just not quite at Jack's level, which is understandable because we all get old. Yep. We all get old. <laughs> sure. Okay, to you all, though. The AFL, after a big debate the other night, the AFL should bring back Ola. I think they possibly should. I think Eddie made a good point in his argument with Jimmy Bartel on Footy Classified during the week. that they had, But they were both right, I think. So Jimmy Bartel was saying that it needs to come in because there is a bit of a struggle there. Uh, he's, of course, connected to the Giants. But Eddie's position was, well, they didn't use it properly last time. The bigger name players got more money. That's how yeah. it worked. They can already afford a place to live. So I think if it comes back in... 
I'm going to buy it. I think it should come back in, but it's got to be done for first to third year players yeah. who can use that cash to set themselves up and be comfortable and go to training and not worry about the cost pay, of living. Pay rent. Yeah, pay rent in Sydney. Like I've spoken to both teams up there and young players. They said it is really, really tough. But yep. you're right, the club's used it the wrong way. Yep. All right, Moons, um, have we gone too hard too early? Do we play all our good games at the start of the season? Oh, buying that. God, have you seen our draw lately? <laughs> Tonight, what's going on with footy tonight? I mean, anyway, yes, I think there is a little bit of... We're about to go through a little bit of pain, I feel like, that um, we're going to have some poor games through this middle part of this season uh, because we try to get all the big games in early, which we did, and the start of the season has been absolutely fantastic. And now we're probably going to get to some... So last week we argued the AFL should be still running Thursday nights and they took it away, but maybe they had the right idea or saw this coming saying we can't afford to, to have another standalone game. We just don't have the fixtures. Well, the funny thing is, though, we get a, we get a double header on a Friday night <laughs> next, next week, week. <laughs> and it's West Coast, Gold Coast over there. It's like, yeah, I don't know what they're thinking on that one. But, uh, yeah, I think we're in for a good few weeks here where there's going to be some games where we're like, oh, my and we saw it last week. Last Saturday night was was pretty ordinary as well. Yeah, it's been a bit of a tough few weeks in that sense. To you, uh, fans should get to the Sydney Derby tonight for the first week of the A-League finals. Well, as we would have saw or would have seen uh, a few months ago, the Melbourne Victory fans who were banned, the game was called off because all of the league was upset that the, AF, that the uh, A-League grand final had been sold to Sydney for the next uh, at least three years. Western Sydney and Sydney... FC are playing tonight. It's a huge game. They always get a good crowd. I think we just swallow our pride and we go and support the, this league. I'm connected to, to Western United. I do yep. some work for those guys. They didn't. They won it last year, but they didn't make the finals this year. I think we just go, look, it's not ideal. We would prefer to have the home team or whoever finishes on top to get the grand final. That's not the case. Let's just suck it up, go and watch it, go and support the game. It was a weird decision. Was, yeah, not a decision I would have agreed with. No, and I don't think anyone really did, but no. clearly there was a money investment in there of $15 million for three years, so that's why they've done it. That is the marketplace this week for Metricon Homes. Moons, um, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the weekend? Uh, Cats and Bombers. The, uh, sorry, Cats and Crows this afternoon. Well, I'm working the game this afternoon at uh, down at Cat Park, so uh, get back in the car and fly back down there and can't wait. Get amongst it. Uh, don't forget, you can head into Little Creatures this week, grab a pizza or and any schooner for every Wednesday and Thursday for just $25, little creatures. All creatures welcome. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch you next week on the warm-up.